Hey y'all and welcome to another episode of Be Still and Runs podcast. I have a topic today that I am very passionate about, I love talking about, and I encourage everybody that I possibly can to focus on this and to really dial it in, sort of like you would your fueling or your hydration during a race. So I hope you stick around. So I am standing outside. It is beautiful weather tonight. The sun is shining. The humidity is lower than 90%, which is what it has been for the last however many weeks. It's so hard to breathe and it just feels so nice out here. The just weather is just perfect right now. And I have always been very inspired in just what God teaches through nature and just the peace um, that the atmosphere it gives. And so I thought maybe I'd try and record today's episode out here. And so today I wanted to talk about knowing your why. I have been told so many times of how important this is and every day I'm just reminded more and more that it is so needed. It's it's just as important as making sure that your hydration is on track and making sure that your nutrition is on track, making sure that you're keeping up on recovery and especially I'm training for my first marathon and you definitely need to get those dialed in just from the little bit that I've done. I can't imagine people who are doing ultras or a full marathon just periodically just as their normal life. But anyway, so knowing your why, I don't remember when... I started realizing how important this was but so everything that people do they have a reason why they do it or if they don't do something they have a reason why they do it people have to have some kind of motivation some kind of passion some kind of problem from their past or guilt in their life, just something fuels everything they're doing, whether they know it or not. And if it's negatively fueling, it's going to, wait, I said that wrong. If it's a negative fuel, it's going to be fueling something negative. And, sorry, the bunch of geese just took off it looks really neat and so the other week or wait a minute this would have been Saturday I as I was running I think it was a 14 mile run I kept thinking to myself why in the world did I ever decide to sign up to run 26.2 miles for no reason and 
I just kept turning that over and over in my mind, which you don't want to do that during a long run. You should already know that. And I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, there's got to be a reason. Otherwise, I wouldn't have signed up. And the only thing that I could come up with is I felt like God wanted me to sign up for this marathon for whatever reason. I still haven't figured it out. I haven't, like, I haven't received an answer from him, but I just almost feel like I don't have a choice. I know God gives choices, but I feel like he has called me to it so much to where I I just have like this burning desire inside of me to finish this no matter how I feel and to just trust him with whatever happens. I mean, I may have to quit halfway through. I may have to um, be crawling over the finish line after the cutoff. Which, I would hope that doesn't happen, but if it does, I'm going to at least finish it. And so, as I was contemplating this, contemplating, I don't know what's wrong with that word, contemplating this, I just, I, I always said I was not a runner. I mean... I don't know how many times my sister or just different people would be running and they would just be like, "It's you should really try it. Like, my sister tried to get me to run with her and I was like, no way, like, this feels awful. Like, why would anybody want to do this? And I remember training with my dad to run a mile when I was really young, like probably around the age of six, eight. I was definitely under 10. And I just, I also said that I would never run a marathon, which makes me even more confused of why I'm doing this. But one of the main reasons that I wanted to tell you guys about your why is sometimes you don't necessarily even have to have a full and deep theological reason of why you're doing something. It can be something so simple and maybe later on down the road you will realize why you did it. So. I'm part of a running group online, and one of the guys commented after I had talked about, you know, I wasn't sure why I was doing this and everything. And I just wanted to read it to you because I thought it was really good. And I don't know, it boggles my mind as to why people would want to torture themselves for that many hours, that many miles. And... Just the way that people talk about it, it's just, I, I need to experience it for myself. I need to know why people enjoy this. So this is, this is what he said. When you cross the finish line, you will know. 
There is nothing like it. In the final miles, you will be questioning your very existence. If an angel appeared to you and offered death, you would take it. But then you pass the 24-mile marker, and you know you are almost there. Your legs refuse to move, but your mind is stronger. Then you pass the 25-mile marker. You tell yourself that anyone can run a mile. You pray to God, just let me finish, and I will never do another bad thing again, especially something as nuts as running a marathon. But you still would rather die. Then you pass the 26-mile marker. Magic happens. You don't feel pain anymore. The agony of the last hour is drowned out by people cheering. The legs that refuse to cooperate for the last eight miles suddenly start working. You run across the finish line. People are going crazy for you, and that painful grimace that was frozen on your face for eternity suddenly becomes an ear-to-ear -ear smile. You get a drink, you get a medal, you get to sit down and maybe even fall down. You get to cry if you want. You've never felt like this before. You've never hurt so bad but felt so good. You suddenly know why you did it. When you get out of the nice warm bath that afternoon, you start looking for your next one. And that really, really just sparked something inside of me. I've never wanted to experience pain, especially when I am such a wimp with pain. I hate being in pain. I hate being uncomfortable. And it just boggles my mind that God would choose something like this, especially when I could have probably very easily advanced in the horse industry. And <laughs> I am not a good runner at all. You would think that he would choose something you were good at, but... Who knows? We'll see what happens down the road. So, in saying why it's important to know our why, I wanted to also make sure that I shared why it's important. My goodness, I can't think right now. Trying to do these without notes so that it's more from my heart and more from life experience. So hopefully you guys can relate to it more. So the reason you want to know why you're doing what you're doing is life is going to throw you uh, setbacks. It's going to come with pain and sorrow and it's not going to be a joyous ride. I don't know if who on here is a Christian and who's not, but when you, if you are a Christian, when you first became a Christian, I don't know if people told you that it was going to be a joyous life and everything was going to go perfect, everything was going to be as smooth as butter, you know, until you went to heaven and it was just going to be this wonderful life. And then you realized, wait a minute, this is not what I expected at all. I still have just as many struggles, just as many trials, and it's no different. So that would be knowing why you decided to accept Christ in the first place. And... That was because he loved you and he wanted to offer you a place in heaven. He wanted, he wants you. He wants a relationship with you. He, he doesn't want anybody to perish. And so that is why you chose him. You chose him because he chose you. 
And so that, I mean, your why for following him can change down the road, but that is going to be your basis of why you're following him. That is, love is the basis for everything. I mean, why I'm doing this marathon training is because God loves me and I want to do what he has called me to do even though it doesn't make sense in the slightest and it'll just be I know he has drawn me closer to him through this whole thing and just showing me that struggles really can be overcome and pain doesn't have to be what is on your mind when you're going through hard times but and actually, pain can sometimes be one of the best motivators to keep our minds on Christ because that's the only thing that makes the pain a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> or not comfortable, but tolerable. So, figuring out why you want to do something is going to be the first step after you realize you need to do something. So, say that you want to start eating right okay so you that is going to be a very difficult decision and you're going to need to remind yourself why you decided you wanted to eat right you need to come up with whatever reason it is it may not even necessarily be because you want to feel good it may be because you want to be around longer for your family and your friends or I mean, it may be even because you want to look better. I mean, God created us to take care of ourselves because technically our body is His once we give our lives to Him. And so that may be your reason because you want to take care of the body He gave you. I mean, it really does not matter what your why is, but you need to figure out why you're doing it. I know a lot of us make new year's goals and one of the main reasons i would think that people do not stick to their resolutions is because they don't really know why they don't really have a conviction or a reason of why they want to do it otherwise they would stick to it people who say oh i want to lose weight if they don't really have the desire to lose the weight they're not gonna if they don't have a reason why they want to lose it, they just want to lose it just because they want to lose it, just because that's what everybody else is doing and they know it's healthy for them, which that could even be your reason why. But if you don't let that reason fuel what you do, you ain't going to get anywhere. You're going to be stuck, running in place, and... We all know that if you go to a race, if you're not moving and you're running in place, that ain't going to count for finishing, <laughs> for crossing that finish line because you are not going to get over the finish line in the first place. But, I mean, you didn't cover miles. You just made steps. So there, you didn't actually... You have to actually move forward. You have to actually take the step. And the only way you're going to take that step is if you have a reason why you're taking that step. And 
I just, this has fueled my life so much, especially this year, mainly this year, because last year I wasn't quite sure where God was leading me and what he wanted me to do. And it was more of a searching and a studying period for me. But this year, now that I know where he's leading me, I have a reason why I wake up in the morning. I have a reason why I do these podcasts and why I post on the blog and why I'm training the girls that God has given me, why I wrote the course. I have a reason for everything that I'm doing. And to me, that reason is almost more rewarding than actually getting results. I've heard a lot that we need to find joyfulness and contentment in the process rather than the finish line. If if we just go about our lives just to get that one day, that one goal done, on that day, it's, it, it could be a 24-hour period, but what happened to all the other hours before? Like all of these hours that I am putting into this marathon training, what am I enjoying this? Is am I letting my why fuel my contentment and my joyfulness in the final process? It's just I see so many people have so many desires and they don't they don't really have a reason. They don't have a fuel. They don't have a passion. They don't know their why and their why is not strong enough to them to take that first step. Because sometimes because their fear is stronger than their reason why and that to me is just as sad because I've I've lived in fear and I've lived in guilt and lived in discon. I've lived so many years tied down by so many things that it just saddens me when I see people that have so much potential. You can see they have a desire and they have a heart to change, but they don't know why. And I can't remember where, it, what verse it is, but in Proverbs it says, without a vision the people perish. And then in, I believe it's Malachi, God was telling one of the prophets to write down the vision so that when people looked at it, they could run towards it. They could, they could accomplish it. They would have a reason why. It would be written down. And that is very important too. So if you figure out why you want to do something, write it down and set it before you. I have a vision board that I've created and it's behind my door and I see it almost every day. And it just motivates me. And then I also have a vision, um, sort of like a journal. And I just wrote down like different things that I want to accomplish mainly this year. But then I also have, when I die, what do I want people to say about me? What do I want people to remember me by? And then in a year from now or five years from now, 
what do I want to look back and see my life as? Do I want to be in the same place in five years that I am in now? Or do I want to take one step at a time because that is the only way we're going to get to the finish line? And so please, if you listen to this, I don't care if it's one person, write down why you're doing what you're doing. Ask God why you're doing it. Ask Him to give you a reason. Ask Him to give you a passion, to give you a hope that you're doing it for Him. Just ask Him for your reason, for your why, and write it down and look over it every day, every morning if you can, every evening, every time you see it, put it somewhere where you'll see it. Just write it down and let that fuel you. Take one step at a time. I know some people say, you know, focus on the mile that you're in. Well, sometimes we're so overwhelmed that we can't focus on the mile. I think a mile is what, um, like 2,000 steps? Okay, take away the 1,999 steps and focus on that one step. Take that one step. And then when that step is done, take the next step. Eventually you will get up to that 2,000 steps to make a mile. And then that will even fuel your why even more because you'll realize that you can do it. And so then you'll want to take another step. And eventually you could run a 5K by taking that many steps. Like I think it's like... For me, anyway, it's like about the 6,100 steps or something for a 5K. If, if you can just take one step at a time, focus on that one step, not a whole mile, not a whole day, just focus on that one step and let your why, let God fuel what He wants you to do. So I hope you were encouraged today. I hope, I pray that this will motivate even just one person. I mean, if, if the one person that listens to this, if it doesn't resonate with you, please share it with somebody that will because that is why I'm making these podcasts is to help people, to encourage people because I, I have been through that I have been stuck. I have been shoved in a box and not been able to do anything. And I want I want to see people change and not be stuck running in place. I want those steps to be actually moving forward. They don't need to be running in in one area. They should be t- moving forward. So I uh, I will be praying for you guys and want to thank you so much for listening. I I know that um, people have been listening. I'm not sure who you are, but thank you. It really motivates me to keep making these. And I hope you all have a wonderful week and 
I'll see you next time.